Chris Lee Chris and Wayne Gilmore of Southeast and Southeast here to preview Alabama matchup at Texas A&M. This one always interesting when these teams play. I think it's even more interesting than most years, given how both teams played last week. Alabama went to Mississippi State and does what Alabama always did, which is really hands it to the Bulldogs. And it was a very rush-heavy game, but Alabama found something there. Of course, the defense remains very good. AM, in the meantime, scored an impressive win over Arkansas in Jerry's world and now comes up with that very anticipated game with Alabama. This is one of the ones we circle on the SEC schedule every year, and I, I think this one uh, might be more balanced than it normally is, Blaine. 100%. It's going to be a great matchup. And, uh, guys, speaking of great matches, if you think your business would be a great match here with Southeastern 14 and what we do, we're always looking for people to partner here with us. So make sure to hit caroline.smith at Southeastern 14. You can see that down there, and you can be an MVP for us. But MVP for Alabama uh, was that, hey, you know, Jalen Milrow got the, the the run game going with quarterback run, and then that offensive line really got – to, to pushing against Mississippi State and open things up there. And then, of course, over on the other side of this matchup, you had the Aggies just playing good team football in a, in a rivalry win uh, on a neutral site against Arkansas. So it, as we it says down there in the graphic, Fisher's Aggies always get up for Alabama. It does not matter what their record is. He is able to get that team up and ready to play against Nick Saban's squad. So I think everybody involved in this one is expecting a just uh, knife fight when it comes down to College Station and the 12th man and Alabama versus Texas A&M this weekend. Yeah, that box score against Mississippi State looked a lot more like one from – 1953 instead of this year Alabama ran it what was it 43 times and only threw it 13 times in that win in Starkville so I think Nick Saban is sort of tipped his hat to where he wants his offense to go Alabama running 59 percent of the time on the season it's averaging 32.2 a game A&M giving up 18.6 Bama is rushing 5.2 yards per running play, throwing it for 6.6 per passing play, AM giving up 4.0 and 5.1. So what are the better defenses in the league? Just giving up 4.5 yards per snap. Alabama, one thing the Crimson Tide have done pretty well is not turn it over, a 1.3% turnover rate. AM did not really force a lot either, 1.1%. But something to watch in this one, Blaine, Alabama has given up 20 sacks. And AM has sacked the quarterback 20 times. So again, I think Nick Saban kind of has tipped his hand as to where he wants to go. And when Alabama needs to throw the ball, uh, those are some potential problems there with the inability to pass protect. Yeah, and you got guys over on Texas A&M size that can rush the passer, whether it's Adrian Cooper, whether it's Walter Nolan up the middle on defensive, the defensive front, uh, Taran York, who's a freshman who's playing great, and they use him all over the place. It'll be interesting to see who matches up, Chris, because you mentioned that Alabama ran the ball a lot in that game, but they also uh, targeted Amari Nyblack, the tight end, a good bit in that game. And it'd be interesting to me, okay, does does uh, Demar, Damani Richardson draw that assignment on, on Nye Black and on Dupree, uh, the, those tight ends, or is Tarn York used some for that? Uh, it's going to be an interesting matchup there, but they definitely have guys across that front in Texas A&M that can get after the passer. But I think we've really seen, and Chris, you tell me if I'm wrong, I think you kind of alluded to it, but I think we've seen 
not only a shift in the directive of what Nick Saban has told Tommy Reese that he expects, but I think we've seen Tommy Reese go back to his his roots and what he likes to do a little bit. If you go back and look at, hey, 2020, you know, Notre Dame with Ian Book, that's a little bit more similar of a game plan that we're seeing now with Alabama on the offensive side. Yeah, no doubt about it. And look, we we saw the Texas game. Alabama just could not throw the ball consistently against that team. You saw the South Florida game where Alabama pulled Milrow, went to two other guys. Those guys weren't any any better. Uh, and AM's defense, as we have reiterated, has been really, really good. So this is going to be one of the stiffer tests for the Tide this year. A hundred percent. But I do want to say that, hey, I've been pretty critical of Alabama's offensive line play, you know, to this point in the year. And I think rightfully so. They haven't played up to the standard. But I thought even against, you know, when Mississippi State, who has really good linebacker play, uh, Chris, we know that. And Jet Johnson and Nate Watson, they're two better linebackers you're going to find in the conference. I thought that Tyler Booker and J.C. Latham really stepped up and were leaders and were really physical in that game against Mississippi State. And that's a big deal just when when your guys who are viewed as your best guys, Chris, actually play like your best guys, yeah. that's a big deal for you. Because and, and at times, uh, that wasn't the case this year. But I think Alabama's really starting to hit their stride along that offensive line. And it'll be imperative on, on Walter Nolan, uh, you know, Shamar Turner, uh, McKinley Jackson, all of these guys for Texas A&M uh, to, to step up and play really hard, then plus the linebackers there um, with Edron Cooper, uh, Tarn York, all those guys. So I'm, I'm fascinated to see how that matchup goes and if Alabama can run the football effectively on Texas A&M. Well, A&M has found a lot of balance offensively. It, it ran for 204 through for 210 in that win over a, a fairly decent Arkansas team and, and a decent defense. And Max Johnson, of course, now the quarterback after the Connor Wegman injury. A&M this year scoring 38.6 a game. Alabama giving up 14.2. Aggies averaging 6.5 a snap. Bama giving up 4.4. A&M is passing it 57% of the time, which is considerable, I would say. Getting 6.7 per passing play. Bama, Caleb Downs in that defense just giving up 4.5. Downs had a really nice pick in that win over Mississippi State. A&M running at 6.2 yards per running play, which is outstanding. Bama giving up 4.3. Seems like Alabama's a little bit more vulnerable in the run um, game than it is maybe in the passing game. A&M, one caution, A&M turning it over about 2% of the time, which isn't awful, but Alabama forcing a few more turnovers th- than it was a year ago, 2.4% of the time. So I think the recipe for the Aggies is to continue to find that balance and, and to hang on to the football. Yeah, I agree with you. The balance is key. And, and sometimes, Chris, you know, you mentioned throwing it uh, 54% of the time. It's not necessarily balance. All a lot of times people think, oh, well, it's got to be dead 50-50 or stuff like that. Balance means that you're willing to do what the defense is giving you to do, giving to you when it's available. And I think that Bobby Petrino and Jimbo Fisher working together are really finding that. Uh, and I think Max Johnson, like it or not, I know we were all very excited about Connor Wigman he may actually end up being a better fit for what this team has right now. I like how he he, you know, Chris, watching that game, the, the Southwest Classic, 
he he's dangerous with his legs as well. Like you have to yeah. account for him. You cannot you cannot lose him. So I'll be uh, interested to see how Alabama goes about that. They don't have linebacker Deontay Lawson. Remember, he's out for a few weeks uh, with that injury that he sustained against Ole Miss. So. That's one down, uh, one key part down in the linebacking core there. So I'm excited to see, okay, how do they go about saying, here's how we're going to rush Max Johnson, here's how we're going to contain him, things like that. Max Johnson has played well against Alabama teams before, even dating back when he was at, at LSU. So I think it's going to be uh, an interesting deal there. It seems to be different guys stepping up continually uh, for Texas A&M, whether it's receivers or things like that. Um, Anaya Smith playing well for him. But I think that the biggest matchup here, Chris, is, okay, on the outside, you've got Evan Stewart, who probably they're going to try to move him around. Does Kool-Aid McKinstry follow him? Uh, do, do they, do they, are they able to, to get you know mismatches anywhere in that secondary, which Mississippi State was not able to do consistently enough? Uh, I think you know with guys, all the weapons they have, with Evan Stewart, with Moose Muhammad, it's going to be great to see them matched up on Terry on Arnold and on Kool-Aid McKinstry and, and really going to come down to, like you've said, with Alabama. Hey, Alabama had struggle protecting the quarterback. Well, DJ Braswell, uh, I mean, DJ, Dallas Turner and, and Chris Braswell, uh, they came into the last the, the game before this one, before Mississippi State leading combined only two leading duos that had over 20 pressures between them. Uh, so it's going to be incumbent on Texas A&M to be able to find ways to get the ball out of Max Johnson's hands and protect him as well. But they are starting to get balance with Le'Veon Moss running the ball, and I like that a lot too. Yeah, D Dallas Turner, a guy for Alabama too, of course, that's, that's made some plays as a pass rusher this year, which is is no surprise. So, all right, a few parting bits of information here. Alabama is getting penalized just 49 yards a game. That's a big improvement over last year. A&M getting penalized about 57. Special teams, Alabama's been pretty solid, ranked 13th in SP+. While, on the other hand, A&M is ranked, what, 41? Some computer numbers, and this is with the three-point home field advantage for A&M. ESPN's FPI has Alabama five-point favorite. SP Plus has this a pick -em. dead even with the home field advantage. Jeff Sagarin, he's got Alabama a two-point road favorite. Uh, and then we've got the line, which is three-and-a-half with an over-under of, what, 50-and-a-half, which makes for a predicted final of Alabama 27, A&M 24. Well, and I'll be honest, um, I just like A&M's offensive balance more than I like Alabama's. Jimbo Fisher has, has given Alabama fits, even when he hasn't had his better teams. We saw that a year ago. I feel like A&M's got some momentum here. Um, I really like Alabama's defense, but I just don't like what they do in the passing game out a&M has got a very experienced and outstanding secondary. I'm going to take the Aggies in the upset here. Yeah, it is a it is a deal that is kind of come up time and time again now over the last really two seasons. It's like, okay, do we look at this Alabama team and do we do we start to begin to to doubt? Do we see the cracks in the foundation? All that stuff that we have heard uh, about Alabama. And we know that Jimbo Fisher and company always play well against against um, Alabama. Texas A&M has done so during his tenure there. 
I just think when you're looking at this at this game, I think you have to say, okay, what is the strength of both of these teams? You look at the defensive line uh, for Texas A&M, all that talent over there. You look at the talent, and everybody was touting the offensive line of Alabama. That's going to be a real, real battle. I've just learned to not bet against Nick Saban. Okay, uh, I've done it. Too, I've done it too many times. I'm going to take Alabama with the least amount of confidence I've ever done it because I think Texas A&M is plenty capable of winning not only the West and but also the SEC. I think they've got that kind of talent. But I just wonder if if this defense, which I think is very very good, even without Deontay Lawson, is going to be able to. Uh, for some turnovers. I think they will. I think they'll shut down those receivers and make Texas A&M one-dimensional. I think Alabama's defensive front takes over and wins this one. And then offensively, Jalen Monroe plays plays well. Tommy Reese calls a good game. So I'm going to give Alabama slight edge in this game. We are previewing every single football game involving SEC teams this season. Best way to get that, hit that subscribe button, hit the like button. That helps our analytics. All right, for Blaine Gilmer, I'm Chris Lee. We're Southeastern 14. Thanks for watching. We'll see you again soon.